0: Um, and those were my immediate impressions. So, if you want to see somebody for any reason, I. I would recommend. Um uh, I don't have
1: any strong ailments so my my um forearm was went numb after work yesterday like this ring, this band around my middle of my forearm. Hmm. Is that what happened in carpal
0: tunnel? Could be carpal tunnel related. I'm not an expert. Oh
1: good lord. All right, I might need that number. <clears throat> but before that Simon. <laughs> uh welcome, welcome back. back to- <laughs> Welcome back
0: to another episode of uh, Maybe Maybe Next next Time. time. Sorry, I completely (laughs) botched that. I said your part and then didn't do our group part. Uh, No, that's great. Uh,
1: Welcome back, folks. This is another episode of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William Blue, with my co-host
0: Simon McCormack. Nets Nation. It's time to count down those players. 100 top 100. <laughs> top 100. Yes, I mean. that
1: is a an allusion to SI's Top 100 Players, which, you better believe it, we're going to be talking about at great length today. This, as you are no doubt aware, is our weekly podcast about all things Nets Nation. Uh, it's been a busy week in Nets Nation. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> yes. Um so we have a jam-packed agenda, as per usual, in addition to which, um, there are few things in the cultural realm where the Venn diagram so clearly overlaps with Nets fandom <laughs> as the pop supergroup, The Cars. Mm. Uh, Rick Okasik, Okasik? I don't know. Uh died. Yesterday, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think over the weekend. Very recently, yes, very recently, yes. Uh, and so, being Nets fans, hence Cars fans, uh, <laughs> we will do an homage to the man, the myth, the legend, who did so much to further Nets basketball in his own small way, and uh, um, relate his legacy to the Nets in some way. Mm. Uh, but before that, of course, we have to get to Nets news. And before that, still, we have to get to the all-important <laughs>
0: question, Simon. How the heck are you doing? <laughs> Good, Bill. We've spent quite a lot of time pre-microphone catching up. but Oh, that wasn't as
1: long as you think. It wasn't going the whole time. People yeah. don't know your full full
0: <laughs> infatuation story. with my sports science medicine uh uh doctor yeah um good top <clears> there <throat> uh yeah but honestly I couldn't really even see it he was so tall right right you were just uh, looking
1: at his conceal and carry at one point,
0: <laughs> at one point bill I was <laughs> like and because so I was I told him that amongst a myriad problems the biggest of which is carpal tunnel mentioned I had some lower back issues oh yeah and he like looked over and he's like I, he, he listed a number of things that could be causing it and he's like and it doesn't seem like your posture is too good <laughs> and as, as I, I, he says that I realize like, I am literally like this <laughs> so that wasn't
1: proffered by you at all that was an unprovoked observation that on my posture part? is bad yeah. yes yeah. okay yes all right, so I mean, he, is a doctor. he right. He he's he's a about. doctor, and he he is endowed with the gift of vision. So <laughs> he, did, he did he did pick up on a little bit of a stoop. <laughs> um, you, you, <sighs> should, <laughs> you should you uh, should tell him it runs in the family. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, you know what this all reminds me of a little bit, Simon? Mm. Katie's Corner! <laughs> <laughs> it's Katie's Corner. Uh, this, by far, is the weakest Katie's Corner we have had to date. Ooh. Last week, we were spoiled. The Wall Street Journal dropped a profile that had Nets Twitter a buzz. With k d. talk, mm-hmm. there's some residual talk from that, yeah. Um, I've heard a couple other podcasts sort of get into it. Ethan mm-hmm. Strauss talked about it on his. Um, this week, nothing quite as titillating. Like, would you agree with that?
0: As a uh, bombshell, like, probably (laughs) 2,000-word, 3,000-word profile.
1: As a full-on 3,000-word weekend (laughs) profile on the man. Yeah, nothing quite that good. I went on his Instagram today, hoping upon hope that something would happen. Nothing. uh, There's the Wall Street Journal thing, was his second-to-last. His most recent is... So are some some images of them recording the latest boardroom episode, yeah, I think there's a new season of that. Have you ever seen an episode of boardroom? No. Do you care to one day see an episode? Sure. of Sure, I
0: will do as I told you um, this weekend. I'm fast becoming a Kevin Durant stan, so I'll do anything that is. I'm going to go remove this extraordinarily loud toy that Coach is getting into. <laughs> <coughs> I'll, I can, I can, I'll fill time.
1: Yeah, you tell us a little uh, bit about how you feel about Katie.
0: So, so oh I, uh, I, I would also mention that one other thing that has happened is there are photos of him. Uh, going to Barclays Center for a Chris Brown concert, Um, a man I had thought had been totally ostracized, uh, especially in the Me Too movement, but still is selling quite a lot um, of tickets to necessitate playing at Barclays. But anyway, one of them was Kevin Durant, and he appeared to be crutchless. um, Balancing on his own, own, I hope. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Incredible. Well, let me give you a little more in the latest in KD's Corner. He reacted to some haters from (laughs) Oklahoma City. (laughs) It's hot off the press. Everyone's talking about it. KD reacts once again to people on social media. Um, I think last time involved reacting to a minor of some kind. When on his, one of his burner accounts, he sort of uh, gotten into some beef with oh, a really? very young person. Yeah. Uh, who had, I believe, fewer followers than we have on Twitter, which is truly if you're if you're under 18 and you have fewer followers than us on Twitter, you're doing something wrong with your life. <laughs> I think it's just sort of like a right of, of right. being born now right. that you have at least 100 followers on Twitter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> OK. We're going to put this away, too. Sweet dog. Uh what do you think about KD's reaction his his sort of need to engage with mm. everything people are saying not obviously not everything but with really things that most celebrities of that status would let slide off their back
0: Yes um so my take is Bill honestly I think that the Nets are the perfect organization for Kevin Durant, uh, I it, it seemed like he sort of picked us at random at first, but I'm really starting to see why, and I think that it's because he there. I just cannot see any Nets fans, no matter how hardcore, being upset to the degree that like Oklahoma City fans are where they're like oh you you know broke up with us just like we were dating and and you know what an outrage and we had something really special and you walked away from us which which you know lots of sports fans feel that way Nets fans from what, everything I can tell, do not. They are so thankful to even be in the same sentence as Kevin Durant. Right. That, like, anything – if he leaves tomorrow, if he demands a trade tomorrow, we'd be like, wow, well, he chose culture. He chose Sean Marks, and he picked it over the Knicks, and now we're going to get a great trade haul for him. Thanks, Kevin. Like, no, I, I. it's it. it
1: – it is it, – it could be a, a product of the fact that we're still in the phase where he's, like – the cool guy who who won't even condescend to talk to us, which just ratchets up our love for him all the more.
0: Yes, it does.
1: Um, and once he does actually begin to play, we might we might grow attached. We might feel mm. like he's ours in some way. But I mean, from from the the lack of a press conference to um, the lack of any any proximity to a date and time when he's going to play for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he does not feel like he's ours right now. And I know his whole beef is that fans shouldn't feel as if players on their team are theirs. Yeah. Um, I think that that's pretty disingenuous to think that that's somehow how, fan like, fandom works. Mm-hmm. Like, it, fandom works in a certain way, and it isn't that way. And it's very obvious. I mean, like, most people can see that fans mm-hmm. become possessive, begin begin conflating pronouns, so they refer to their team as we. We, uh, We have this guy. We did this. We did that. Like... Uh, you know, like it doesn't take an astute observer of of human psychology to to pick up on that. So it is it totally disingenuous to be like, well, you can't feel possessive of me because just because I played on your team for a really long time and have my jerseys and have given a fuck about me for half a decade. Which by no means do what I say makes him beholden to them for the rest right. of his life. He's he's free to make those decisions. But you shouldn't also be like, oh, I can't believe anyone would get mad about that, yeah. like. <clears throat> Both things can coexist. You cannot not be beholden to them and recognize that, that might upset
0: them. Yeah, and but uh, yeah, but I, I, you know, maybe again, this is my standum coming out, but. I do feel like it's a bit much for the fans to be shooting his jersey with a gun. And, and uh, you know, just I do think that there is, like, the Oklahoma City fans, I would just suspect, from knowing very little, but ready to give you a, a pretty hot take on this, uh, yeah. Bill.
1: Pro- probably fairly offensive. If you're from Oklahoma City, tune out for Yeah, a tune out, tune out.
0: Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're exactly, actually right, because... The Bill Simmons, you know, we've talked about how, like, he seems to be, like, you know, get yeah, Kyrie Irving to sign the autographs so and be nice to the kids. Right. And he is a coastal elite. So if you just take a coastal elite and plop him into one of the most racist cities in the entire country, uh,. And mix in all of the incredible racial resentment and deep, deep segregation and all of the horrible things about Oklahoma. Uh, I think you get to be a pretty, you know, you get like the Utah Jazz fan type person who was at the... Uh, right, with Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> I think that's all we're going to do on Katie's <laughs> Corner this week. <laughs> before before we lose our <laughs> massive base of Oklahoma uh, yeah. listeners out there. Um, it's not that's not everyone. It's not a it's not a blanket statement for sure. It's just a few bad eggs out there. Yeah. Um. Ne- uh. So we mentioned the Sports Illustrated Top 100. Nets had six players in the top 100 this season.
0: I believe last year we had one. Yeah, and I I remember when we were like the biggest thing was like D'Angelo. Remember when it was D'Angelo and. Jeremy Lynn was out and he was like a like a you know honorable mention. Right. And and we were like ninety-eighth. Like was that was what D'Angelo was? Russell. Ninety eighth? This Last was like season? two years ago. Oh, two years ago. Two years, two ago, years, two ago. years ago. But that, that's how I remember these player rankings is like how far we've come to have right. six. So there's only
1: one NBA team currently that has no one in the list. Do you know who that is? No. The Hornets. The <laughs> Hornets are Without this year uh, a single member in the thing. The Nets have six. It's incredible. Um, Kyrie is our highest at 15th. LaVert is 69. Dinwiddie, and then we have four guys in the 90s. Uh, Dinwiddie's 92. Harris, 95. Allen, 97.
0: And DeAndre Jordan, 98. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Durant unranked, but Kevin surely Durant, in the 100, even if he does not recover well. Right,
1: right, right. Uh I wanted to ask you they yep. ranked Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. They ranked him much lower than he would otherwise be in the in that <clears throat> between 50 and 60, like right. 59th or something. Uh and they left they left Durant out. Do you think SI knows something more than we do? <laughs> to get back into Katie's corner.
0: <laughs> I I think that it's That seems very haphazard, right? Um, I forget if there was someone else, I feel like, who was also suffering an injury, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, no, that's super weird, and I completely understand not ranking someone who's just suffered a very debilitating injury. Um, because you don't want to really even guess. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, if you're going to do that, like, his his injury is even longer, right? It's like an 11 or 12 month injury. Um, Uh, Clay Thompson Clay Thompson
1: No his is an ACL Right Uh, But he's supposed to be back uh, People think he'll be back um, For sure by February Oh really Yeah Also he apparently Is A known Sort of tough guy um, And has recovered Extremely quickly In the past And so people Project him coming back As uh, I've heard things Saying that he might be back As soon as um, uh, Around the trade deadline In December pretty freaky stuff. Uh, Kyrie Irving up two ranks from last season, uh, in spite of largely being regarded as one of the most toxic people (laughs) in the league. Um, that's partly a product of Durant no longer existing there, but guys like, um, Draymond Green have fallen a bit in the rankings. And I forget who the other one was. Clay Thompson, I think was also ahead of him. Um, where do you think? What do you think? It's an accurate. I mean, not. I mean, you don't have to say like big picture of the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think Spencer should have been ninety one. But like, relatively on the nets, is that of accurate uh, ranking? What, do you think Spencer's the third best net? Do you think DeAndre and and Jarrett are essentially interchangeable? Nick Nick. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, 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 so I think those things are fine. Uh-huh. I do think Spencer's probably our third best net. Like, he averages seventeen points a game on pretty good shooting. Uh, and, you know, decent number of assists. Uh, I was outraged by Levert's ranking. Um, I know injuries play a role, but I just don't know how you can take someone who, what I mean, unless you're factoring in that he's going to get injured, which is, which I think is a bit unfair. Uh, if you take someone who was generating all-star buzz, so that's what, like, top, 25, even even with the differences in the conference, uh, or top, I admit, like 30, 35, 40. Yeah. Like generating that kind of buzz, uh, and then just decide, well, he's like 60 something or other. I, I just found that too, too high, or too, whatever. Too low? Too low. And I also don't think that, I, I don't know much about the NBA, Bill, but I do know that uh, Russell Westbrook is. Horrible at shooting right now. Again, I for the career, definitely understand Russell Westbrook. Much more accomplished, much more all all NBA, whatever. Uh, league MVP. League MVP, right. Average triple double. Three seasons in a row. But yes, but I think right now it is hard for me to understand how somebody shoots like thirty-five percent or whatever and sixty-something percent from the free throw line. And is so incredibly ball dominant while shooting those horrific percentages is is better than Kyrie Irving.
1: I heard a fascinating theory
0: about his yips. Mm. I did too on that that podcast. Oh yeah, you heard it the too, The Zach Lowe thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's a, he sounds like a complete fucking <clears throat> nightmare. Uh,
1: if you haven't heard it, <laughs> it is uh, it is worth worth listening to the Zach Lowe podcast where he interviews. Um. Is it the guy who wrote the top one? It's not the top one hundred guy.
0: No, it's the guy who did a whole book, like a four hundred page book on Oklahoma City. Oh, right, Boomer Boomtown.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, very, very interesting. But this is not a uh, this is not a Russell Westbrook no. podcast, is it? And also, what did you think about Jimmy Butler's rank? He was above eleven. Eleven. That's incredible. Um, yeah, no, that was way, way higher than I thought he was going to go. I don't remember what he was last year, uh, but, yeah, he, he rocketed up that list. Um, I think that, so, uh, D'Angelo was ranked 44th, mm-hmm. 25 ahead of Levert. I feel like that ranking just has to be that Karras was seen so has never put it together for an, even close to a, a full season. D'Angelo has. Uh, we'll see where people are at. Obviously, at the end of this season. Um, but yeah, Karras has a has a chance. I think to be one of the biggest movers in this. Last yeah. year, famously, Siakam did not crack the top 100 before this, and this year he's like 24 or something like that. Um, I think Karis probably is one of those people who has the potential to, to jump like 40, 40 spots. What's up? But yeah, then that's better <laughs> hope he does. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, it's trade time. Uh, anything else about SI that you'd like to get to?
0: No. Thank you for indulging me. Um. Spencer Dinwiddie,
1: third best net.
0: Yeah, I don't know who else it would be. Maybe Joe Harris. Team USA's Joe Harris? Yeah. I just... I don't know, though. I think that Spencer has a, a slightly more valuable skill set, just because shooters are more common. They're very valuable and obviously more interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Like, you definitely need a shooter. Any Any team would love a Joe Harris. Maybe not every team would want a Spencer. But somebody who can pass decently, somebody who can score... At a pretty high clip, has a good true shooting percentage, who's not a horrible defender. Um, I think you're talking third best net. um, I mean, without Durant, obviously. Yeah. So our third
1: best net, Simon Spencer,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, has converted his contract, or is in the (laughs) midst of converting his contract... Into a securitized asset. Yes. Um, unclear exactly what the details of the securitized asset is. Yes. Uh, it's supposedly uh, some sort of digital security, like a a Bitcoin type thing. Right. The details are incredibly vague at the moment, mm-hmm. and it's not even clear whether or not he will legally be allowed to do it. Um. <coughs> What What's going on with uh, a man who continues to befuddle the
0: casual <laughs> the that's ca- observer. the kindest way that Bill could possibly put that word. Uh, I, no, I... I um, so, first, so it, it's so that he can get a lump sum yes. from investors <clears throat> who would, in exchange, get... A a piece of his contract and have and have their investment backed by the value of the contract. Right. So I guess more my
1: question is a more interesting a more interesting question would be uh, what does he need thirty four million dollars right. with right now uh, that he is willing to create this this sort of odd new financial product that is himself. Um. And what do you think he might spend it on? Like, I, where's that going?
0: I know. I don't. I don't know. But I suspect, as I think I mentioned to you on Sunday, so try to act surprised, Bill. Uh, but I think that he he is the exact right amount of smart person to be uh, an easy mark. For like the incredible, what is surely a very uh, shysty, um digital currency market right oh. now, and like digital, you know, like kind of not super regulated market type thing. You remember we were trying like so the there was that book uh, you're familiar with, and I I read. I don't know if you read it, but the Octopus, yeah, the Sam Israel guy. Uh-huh. So like there are just people out there who are smart. But not so discerning and so convinced of their own intelligence that they're like, oh, yeah, like, I have access to this thing that no one else knows about. I know that I can, you know, turn around this money and and take it into this shadow market and bring back, like, a huge haul. Right. Um, And I think Spencer is definitely... That kind of person, and I also am worried that because he said he took his contract so that he could retire his uh, his parents, mm-hmm. and I'm worried that he's now gambling their yeah. their retirement, both
1: their and his retirement. Right. Um, no, it does sound it does sound like it has the potential to massively backfire. I think that um, athletes in general, celebrities of all kinds, are obvious targets for exactly that type of person who is looking for people with money to <laughs> swindle their money from. And yes, he does seem like he might uh, suffer a bit from the e hubris. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if there is someone spinning the latest, um, sort of crypto meets pharmaceutical company <laughs> meets some uh, you know right. like like uh, uh, delivery service right. thing, the, right? Then,
0: Netflix seamless of of cryptocurrency, right?
1: Right. The Uber of pharmaceutical crypto <laughs> yeah. is is whispering in his ear, yeah. and it needs a modest thirty mil to get off the ground. Um, I, I could very much see him falling falling prey to that. We're worried about you, Spencer. This is coming from a place of love and deep concern. <laughs> um, you know, getting paid over that much money over three years doesn't seem like that onerous a thing. You're, you've got a full-time job uh, playing basketball. Maybe when you have a little more time to think about what's happening with this money, you could, you you know... You could wait a few years till you're out of the league. Yeah, um, but this sounds like a, a massively risky and just bizarre, bizarre thing to do. And I hope, for his sake, that it does not uh, implode. Yes. Um, nets. Speaking of the nets, as we do each and every week are going to give away 10,000 Kyrie Irving jerseys on the second home game of the season against the New York Knicks. This was immediately spun into a conspiracy <laughs> that it was Joe size sticking his little finger up the the sphincter of Jimmy Dole and doing a little wiggle.
0: Jimmy Dole sphincter pull.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's where Nets Daily yeah, yeah. went with it. And
0: New York Post.
1: And the new okay, I didn't read the new i I've, i I no longer read both mm. um, if there is a vaguely similar headline, <laughs> I will pick right. one or the sure. other. I cannot sure. read both anymore. I have gotten to that point in mm-hmm. my life um, presumably there's going to be better and more media covering this
0: team, right. I wouldn't count on it, but I, because I,
1: I mean Brian Lewis, as we've talked about, is fine, uh-huh. pretty good. Yeah, but uh, surely at this point, Katie Kyrie, is the New York Times going to have a beat guy on it? Is is I, I don't I think Stein's their only, their NBA only Yeah, guy. he's their only sports guy. They're not great for sports, but I mean you know maybe we'll get like a like a ringer guy or a better like I mean Mike Scotto's on it, but I feel like they could. He could aim a little higher at the athletic on uh, on Scotto. No offense, if you'd like to come on the show, we would
0: very much. <laughs> we already know you don't.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> He's jerk. not replying right now. Uh, if anyone out there knows Scotto, tell him. Tell him we're looking to get in touch. Yeah,
0: we got some friendly cues for you.
1: Um, are you are you going to get
0: there early if we get tickets to that one? I hope so. I would love a free jersey. I I, would love a free jersey as well. I mean, and and as we'll get to in the cars thing, I've got a a weird relationship with Kyrie right now. Um, Former head of
1: Turner... Media. Mm -hmm. David Levy is hired as the new CEO, uh, replacing Brett Yarmark, a man Mm -hmm. we have detailed the (laughs) iniquity of in another show. We have a new guy. He is the former head of a major media company that, uh, under his helm, orchestrated a number of large sports deals. Uh, He's Joe first major hire. Um, what does the presence of David <laughs> Levy foretell for this Nets franchise? <laughs> great, great cue. I
0: know you, you, and I told, you've been reading the Business weekly just I know, like I have. Earnestly delivered. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I think that it's good that at least he has some pedigree, I guess. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it's not just like this guy is like I don't know, like the Chinese government's go-to guy for this is why Alibaba gets to exist, right? You know right, what I mean? Right. I don't know, or some other bad thing like sure. some some like Joe Sih lackey who yeah. may not have any.
1: This know. is Carl Psy. He just right. graduated right. from exactly. from Princeton, and he is it's, ready to roll. Exactly. Um, okay. Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang, I know a personal favorite of yours, Simon, mm-hmm. uh, is a fan I'm of a not man only... Bill. So. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, have you signed up for his $1,000 thing yet? No. Is he legally allowed to do that? It doesn't seem like <laughs> he should he, be, right? Or is
0: he so wildly irrelevant that it doesn't <laughs> matter? <laughs> He's sixth, Bill. He is the number one New Yorker uh, besides Bernie, but right. like... Right. I York mean, yeah. Resident. Right. Sure.
1: Sure. He's got a better shot than DeBlase for yeah. sure. Um, anyway, Andrew Yang, <laughs> Andrew Yang, uh, the the heartthrob of the white tech bro, yeah. is a fan of the Nets and also believes Josai to be a quote
0: unquote badass. Yeah. Uh, is this news? I don't know. I, Andrew Yang kind of bugs me. Oh, big time. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. So I, so, I don't know. Right. Okay. It's just <laughs> someone of
1: some stature, not typically um, tasked with talking about sports, who mentioned the Nets, so it got brought up. Yeah. All right. It's time. We've, we've – we've, we've, laid bare every possible storyline. story <laughs> that was a great
0: roundup bill
1: I try I try my best I really haven't been reading a lot of these I, do, I, I the headline is good enough for most of them um, at this point thank you Nets daily for uh, your verbose headlines they they do summarize everything you're you're stealing from other news sources <laughs> pretty effectively um, and if you're listening by the way we'd love to have you on yeah. as well um, you you Genuinely, I sincerely, I'm sincerely, i sincerely saying you, you do know much more about the Nets than us, so we would like to have you on. <laughs> um, though I doubt <coughs> you would be willing to come on. I agree. Uh, that said, Rick Ocasek of the Cars has died, as mentioned, at the top of the hour. Um, and I do think this thing will be an hour, because uh, we have a lot to say about the Cars. Mm. Um, Simon mentioned this. He wants to relate some Cars... Which I gotta tell you, other than the one I know you're gonna mention, (laughs) I can't imagine how many more you know. I guess the hunt, uh, the. Not the Honey Boo Boo. The Malibu Boo. Malibu Boo. The Malibu Boo. (laughs) Um, So Simon's going to name some cars and relate them to various Nets players. While I am going to relate various cars songs, which I loved. And I got to say, upon re-listening to some cars in the last couple days in honor of our man, I am not as big of a fan as I remember. I find them far more... um, Formulaic and and it's it's more difficult to differentiate song from song with the cars for me than it once was and I think the thing was I always used to like when a cars song came out and, and I hear it and be like oh man this is awesome this isn't the one I know this sounds great but it's because they all kind of sound exactly the same <laughs> and uh, oh, they're cool. all kind of good. But they're the exact same song. Bill,
0: this was—I cannot believe that this is your take because <laughs> in college, this was one of two bands that were just like ubiquitous, and maybe the Talking Heads, but mostly it was Creedence clear, Clearwater Revival, and a lot of heavy <laughs> dose of Cars it was just on every car, every every time we were at your apartment, every time, because just because like. Our friend group could tolerate right. very little that we didn't like bitch about, and this was, was a, one. This, of this
1: them. was a popular choice amongst you uh, Philistines. No, uh, this was
0: you driven by no. That is an outrageous. Uh, uh, you and this is, could be your time to, to to bask in that glory like KxP is celebrating this he is like a music legend I know and I just don't really like the music much anymore but that
1: said I am gonna play a few excerpts from Great. the four tracks I've selected Great. Um, I'm gonna get us started Simon I think this you'll find that this song is and it's gonna be brief I'm not playing the whole thing and I think I've got it
0: queued up okay.
1: So this song as I was mentioning is just what this podcast needs at the moment. Just like this net is just what I need Mm -hmm. that net being Nick Claxton (laughs) Any casual observer of this show will know I've gone down a Nick Claxton K-hole in a major way and I don't want out. Please leave me in here. Um (laughs) Uh, uh, just as the just as the clouds of of stardom and age have begun to darken the bright once bright skies of the Brooklyn Nets, Simon uh-huh, uh-huh. Nick Claxton has managed to pierce through the blackness and offer one little ray of sunshine for me. Uh, he is, as mentioned, my favorite net currently, and Simon. Uh, gun to my head, I'd have to say he is just what I needed. (laughs) Great. Uh, So, car. A car that to you is Nets reminiscent.
0: Okay. I'm going to start it off here with a car that I don't even remember the model of, but I know it was a Volvo. It was... A Volvo that I took out on a test drive with my crew, my test drive crew, because I was, of course, too terrified to actually drive a, a test drive car. Who was in uh, the crew? The crew? Great question. Thank you for asking. Yeah, it was I've got to know. It was Alex Williams yeah. was a classic test crew guy. Yeah, of course. And Whether and, you wanted him there or not. What I said whether you want it in there? <laughs> uh, uh and and William McConnell. Holy! Cr- oh, because yeah. he
1: was a car. He was a
0: gear. He, he was a gearhead. Yeah. Um. So we went out. We te- we test drove. Uh, Alex drove this like very like sporty. Like, I know Volvo has, like, the, 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 they're sort of, like, boxes on wheels or whatever, but this yeah. was, like, a clear attempt to, like, break out of that mold. Okay. The guy selling it to us was, like, very cool. Very, like, like, what Aaron Narva, like, is now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> c- cool, like, you know, elite. Right, right, um, right, right. Smart, but can also crush a brew and, like, he, hit a baseball exa- out of the ex- ballpark. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and... To me, this is Kevin Durant because I remember doing all of the – everything checked out. Like, it would have been immaculately, you know, maintained, et cetera, et cetera, Um, and uh, would have been a great car. But I just knew in my heart I didn't really – like, that car did not fit me. (laughs) And, like, it's going to be expensive to maintain, and I just – you know what I mean? It just – it wasn't a me car. Sure, it doesn't sound like a <laughs> you yeah, car. Yeah, and I feel like Kevin Durant is just not a. a He's net not net. right, right, right. He is a warrior. He is a
1: right a you know, on a team with th- uh, that drafts three MVPs that has right. a chance to win every year. Yeah, that's a, that's the KD. Um, all right, my next one, Simon, is live version of this one. That. Another foodie trip. We
0: You've cares. got to pause. <laughs>
1: Another foodie trip. Uh, this one, this episode brought to you by whatever ad that was. Um, my best friend's girl, Simon. Mm-hmm. Can you guess which net is my best friend's girl? Uh, this is a... This is Karis a, Laverne? No. spit. There's a there's a tortured logic on this one, okay. and it's actually not what you would expect once you hear the name. Spencer Dinwiddie is my best friend's girl. Spencer Dinwiddie, to me, Simon Spencer Dinwiddie is is the forbidden fruit. Okay, <laughs> I have it, it. It's it's like um, a middle school crush, where I've already kind of used this analogy before, but. Uh, I, the more I say I hate him, the meaner I am, right? It's just because somewhere deep inside, I really just want to make out with Spencer. Did not make you know, but like I I like I I like Spencer Dinwiddie. I understand. Um, I think there's a part of like as the team evolves and emerges, and as all these new players come on, Spencer at least has like. You know, he's been on the team for a few years. Mm-hmm. He has, he does. There are parts of it. You know, it reminds me of a different time, a time when uh, we were angry that we lost. Who is that? Uh, Farrell. Yogi Ferrell. Yogi Ferrell. Yogi yeah. Ferrell. Not it, in the top 100. Right, right, right. When when we lost Yogi Ferrell and picked him up, and it's just sort of like there's something comforting now about Spencer. And, and there are so many aspects of his personality um, that I still bristle at a little bit, but... But he is the best I've got for my best friend's girl right now.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, interesting to see how that evolves. Yeah. It won't last. <laughs> uh,
1: this is... Uh, I, it was very hard to come up with ones for this. All right. What is your second automobile?
0: Second one is a Mazda Miata. Ah, Miata. So, the Miata to me, Bill, as you know, is my my like dream car. Right. As a teen. Yeah. Um, and... Just no matter, you know, I even knew at the time, like, it was, it's an impractical car. It seats two, it has no trunk. Um, it is a car for people who either, one of two things one, you sort of want a sports car, and two, you're like, you know, Dad gets it for you for your sweet sixteen. It was a it's a highly gendered car, and I'm not saying cars should be gendered or that these gendering does any sort of no, useful things. A, but it's a, a highly man, a, gendered a man's
1: car. man such as yourself a, yeah. is
0: drawn to such a car. Well, no, I mean it, it was uh, more of a teenage girl car, but um, oh, that's what I, that's what I mean. I see, okay. but I mean definitely. Like, oh. that is one of the most gendered cars on the market. Oh, I, I thought it was, okay, now you're it, right. It's you're not.
1: Right. I liked Meowthas too, but not not the way you like Miata.
0: <laughs> but I loved those cars. Like, they just seemed so cool. They're instantly recognizable. I would read Consumer Reports and, you know, how how great they were at cornering and, uh, <laughs> you know. It, it was just a car that, you know, no matter how much it didn't make sense, I still, you know, still love them in it. I feel like that's Kyrie Irving here. I, you know, you've I've read, you know, lots and lots of press about how toxic a person he is and how he's not a good fit for the Nets culture. But um, I still can't wait to see can't wait to see that guy out there.
1: Yeah, uh, I think we're all chomping at the bit for that. And frankly, the only thing I'd rather see than um, Kyrie Irving playing basketball right now mm-hmm. is you cornering on a Mazda Miata. <laughs> <laughs> First First of all, I'd love to see your interpretation of what cornering is. (laughs) And then, two to see you implement that interpretation would be a true joy to watch. I would be one co-host short of where I'm at right now in life, but um, it would be a glorious way to go. Yes. Um, All right, next one for me, Simon. A little song... You know and love. Roll, the good times, you... good times, now this song is... Times, that song is more plodding than I remember. I remember, like, the Good Times roll, to me, was like an action. It was in your face. It was it was like the cars of their poppiest best in my memory, mm. right? And then you listen to it, and it never really gets more energetic than what we just heard there. It's slower than you think. It's sort of a heavier song. <laughs> um, that said, I don't think that has anything to do with how I've related it to the Nets. <laughs> but uh, that is my commentary on the Good Times roll. My Good Times roll once this train rolls on by, is Joe Harris. Mm. So Joe Harris is letting the good times roll. He (laughs) came onto the team, a guy (laughs) nearly washed from the league, and last season was the best three-point shooter in the entire league. This summer, as we all are aware, played for Team USA. uh, Miserable Team USA. Literally the worst (laughs) Team USA since it's been professionalized. Yeah. Since professionals have been allowed to play, they have never managed to do as badly as the Joe Harris uh, USA team. Um, and, but nonetheless, he made it. Mm-hmm. That's that's an impressive thing. Mm-hmm. And he got an eight-figure salary. Uh, Joe Joey Buck is feeling himself. Yeah. And the good times,
0: they're rolling. Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, next car.
0: So my next car is the Mazda 626 Coupe that I... Uh, First got when I mean that was my first oh, car. Right, right, right.
1: I didn't remember what now, what, what the exact make, the make and was.
0: model. It was a two door coupe, ninety five horsepower on its best day, but its transmission right. was so bad. That it
1: was like a like a <laughs> mid tier lawnmower in like a state <laughs> with a yard,
0: you know. <laughs> and this I would relate to uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan in his fourth year of a four year. Ten million dollar contract with the Nets. That is very good. Yeah,
1: uh, that car did have some issues, uh, and get up and go was a big one. And I and I think if uh, my my creaky door opening drop is any indication. <laughs> Um, DeAndre is going to have some, some issues in year <laughs>
0: four of this thing. It's just, can I just tell you, I was remembering how that car finally kicked it. Yeah. It was when, f- previously mentioned, Alex Williams um, drove it and had the emergency brake on the entire time, like on the highway. Hold on. One,
1: hold on one. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Hold on. Okay, we're back. Sorry, there was uh, we were
1: recording because we stopped in the middle because there was the uh, interruption last time mm. of the delivery guy. Mm. So I think we're recording over it. I don't. I think it erases it if it it records over it. So we're we're fine anyway. We're back. Uh, that Simon is no surprise whatsoever, and I do vaguely remember that <laughs> happening. I don't think I was living in Albuquerque at the time. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I was. Okay. Uh, my final one classic car song mm. Okay, so I think I think even that small sampling of of car songs, gets to my original point that they are extremely similar each and every one of their songs. It's they have they had a formula and they beat that puppy to death. If you like one Cars song it is hard not to like every single one which I think was part of their appeal. Um in retrospect slightly more difficult to get into that many of them. Uh You're All I've Got Tonight, Simon. Great line, great Mm -hmm. title for a song. For me, You're All I've Got Tonight is Fuku Chicken and Fries. (laughs) (laughs) With all the change, with all the upheaval, Mm -hmm. both in Barclay Center and in the world at large, we all just need something that we can cling on to. And tonight... Fuku chicken and fries? (laughs) You're all I've got. (laughs) I wish I had it. I don't have it tonight. Might have it in a few few months.
0: Yeah, maybe. Hopefully, it's still there.
1: Uh, All right. You're up. Uh, I don't have another one. How about I give you one? Okay. (laughs) I know a lot about cars, too. um a Porsche. A Porsche. A, yeah, convertible Porsche. A convertible Porsche. Oh, no, no, no. How about the white Mustang Convertible that we drove to Alex Williams's. Wow, he's getting a lot of shine yeah. this, this <laughs> yeah. episode. Uh, the white Ford oh, yeah. Mustang that we drove to his wedding in the
0: uh in Poughkeepsie. Um I uh-huh. would I would say that uh that is i'll say that's rody Kuruks, because when i first heard you know you and i had to drag hillary you know to like actually want to to do that i was so so excited for it and then honestly by the ride back i was like this sucks <laughs> like the wind is whipping in my ears like i i it's incredibly unpleasant um, and I wish we had had just a regular car. Um, wow, and I, I liked it the whole time. I know, you and Hillary did. In the back of a convertible, it sucks. Uh, I'm just here to tell you as someone who um, oh, was right, in the back of that thing. Oh,
1: right, you were
0: in the back, right. Um, so, while Hillary was barfing. Um, so, I just feel like, you know, Rody, I was a big fan last year, very hard with the allegations of abuse to really be excited about him. Uh, he is the white Mustang.
1: Uh, that is a great, great answer. Off the top of uh, yeah, this was this was unplanned, people. Yeah, that's this right. This is just Simon's. Would you do something about that dog? Call him over here. Make him stop whining. Okay. Uh Simon, I had written down a number of questions. Uh, uh not not questions, topics that are happening right now mm. in the news. Uh, because I thought this was going to be way too short of an episode. It hasn't been where mm-hmm. we can we can wrap this one up. Uh, you're welcome, listeners. <laughs> but I did want to mention at least two of them because they're sports related. Okay, uh, Mariano Rivera is in the news.
0: Yeah, as a Trump supporter, right? He's a
1: Trumper, and he just received a Presidential Medal of Freedom. <laughs> now, does that does that impact how you feel about Mo? Was he called Mo? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Does it does it impact how you feel about him? Should politics impact how you feel about a player?
0: I think it does, and I think it should. Like, I think anyone who likes Kurt Schilling, whether you're a Red Sox fan or not, should have to grapple with like his militant conservatism. I had always thought Mo was a pretty like a political, like you know, just totally go with the flow guy. Um, clearly that's not the case but I do think that you know, I I will always still, this episode is going off the rails Oh yeah, I, I still will remember, you know, Mariano's play as, as very fondly and I'm appreciative that he signed the uh, program that I handed to him many, many years ago, but yeah, no, I mean it, it sucks and is a detriment to his character.
1: All right um, the last one was going to be a, about a cricket championship that I read about oh, in Delhi. Okay. Um, where the smog was so intense, because the smog in Delhi is one of the worst in the world, um, that players were literally v- vomiting on the field from the smog. And I just wanted to mention that as sort of a, uh, uh, I don't know, foretelling harbinger? of what's a yeah, harbinger. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A harbinger of, of where... Uh, where I mean, luckily, where the world's going. Uh, luckily, Barclays Center is indoors. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they can they can keep the. Uh, crippling smog, smog out from out. that. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, on those hopeful and fun final <laughs> notes, I think we'd encourage everyone to rate, review, follow, and whatnot. Yes. Uh, you want to tell people about where they might do so?
0: Yes. Please follow us uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at maybe next time. And also uh, send us your thoughts, your questions, your comments to maybe next time at gmail.com and rate review us uh on uh any place that you get your podcast. we're probably there you got your stitchers your uh your uh what's the one i you spotify. like spotify spotify pocket iTunes. cast yeah pocket cast now apple apple I, I podcast are we on that i don't probably yeah
1: okay yeah look us up great Give us a shout. Yeah. Rate and review. Tweet at us. We need some questions. We're yeah. in the dog days here. Um, yeah. And a mailbag would not hurt. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening. And we will go ahead and see you next time.
0: I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. She lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like me king-